Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Previously on Ranger Command Power Hour. That was a bad joke. <laughs> Man, you're really just ramming them all in at the same time. Oh, uh, no. Um, all right, come on, let's stop being sheepish. No! Oh! All right, I'm going to go to head with the story. So, uh, <laughs> what else can we say? Well, they need a booth so you can morph into Robocoat. Uh, that could help a yeah. lot, too. Yeah, I, I think a hundred percent more uh, RoboGoat appearance would really help the convention. I know you guys have hot, titillating questions about the one, the only, the RoboGoat. He's part Robo, part Goat. Your next April Fool's podcast okay. turns into the RoboGoat Power Hour, and I can come on with you guys, and we'll do RoboGoat voices the entire time. Uh, you know, well, you joke, but I'm ready to make that happen. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 138 Ranger Command interview, RoboGoat. Released on April 1st, 2019. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Sun Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Truckee B47. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. Today, we have a very special interview. Uh, we are interviewing Mr. RoboGoat, best known in Ranger Nation as RoboGoat. RoboGoat is a mythical cyborg goat. Brought to life from an illustration in Tommy Oliver's Myths and Legends book by Lord Zed. He has starred in numerous television shows such as Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in The Green Dream, Zed's Monster Mash, The Wedding, Parts 2 and 3, Master Vile in the Metallic Armor, Part 3, Power Rangers Turbo, Power Rangers in Space, Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, and Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue, and many more. We want to give a very special welcome to RoboGoat. Hello, Ranger Command Power Hour! It is such an absolute joy to have you on the show today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm sorry, that was my acting voice, you see. (laughs) Well, it is an absolute honor, uh, like Eric said, someone of your caliber Mm -hmm. coming to do our show is, is truly something that you know, when we started this show five years ago, we never thought we would be able to achieve. Well, thank you very much for having me. I am here for the fans. I, uh, you know, we've done a lot of back and forth on setting this up, Eric, and I really appreciate you working with me in my schedule. Uh, I know it's taken some time, but unlike some other Power Ranger actors, the real goat is here, <laughs> and I'm happy the fandom finally recognizes my contributions <clears throat> excuse me, contributions to the fandom. You're one of the most uh, lauded monsters of all time on Power Rangers. You even have your own action figure. Oh, it's it's incredible. To have someone of your chops here is just fantastic. Well, thank you very much. Um, You know, most like uh, some of the other actors, I never saw a dime of that action figure money. 
but it's okay. I'm here for the fans. You know, I like just um, being to myself. And your episode about Power Morphing Con, is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, yes, pa- Power Morphicon. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I believe I came up quite a bit uh, during that episode, and some friends were sending it to me. And I've decided to come out of hiding, so to speak, to address the fans and kind of get myself more acquainted with the fans and uh, talk to you all today. It's truly an honor. So usually whenever we interview uh, a guest such as uh, yourself from Power Rangers, we always ask them, when did you first hear about Power Rangers? Were you familiar with it at all before you were cast in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Well, a few things before I go there. Actually, um, to clear some things up, my name is not actually a Robo Goat. It is actually Robert Goat, but you all may call me Rob. My agent got me the call, actually, on the original pilot. I was auditioning for the role of Billy, or at the time as it was called, Billy Goat. The character was, uh, it was very similar to how he turned out now, um, but the thought that the show was already too far out, so to speak, with the, all the morphing action and the moon witch, so to speak. And so um, they wanted to tone it down and make Billy no longer a Billy goat, but a Billy nerd. So, you know, Haim really took to me. I had a unique look. I wasn't like the other teenagers that they were casting for the show at the time. And so uh, he really wanted to stay in touch and uh, keep me around and keep me in mind for other projects. And uh, actually, they called me in to do some of the original voiceover work for the commercials. You know, the one. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Um, The ones that are in those VHSs and they were on television, you know, it was like, excuse me, let me get ready. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, too hot to handle. Yes, that was actually... Oh, uh, well done. Yes, that was RoboGoat. Uh, that was me. So uh, I have some experience um, with the Power Rangers uh, from the very beginning, actually. Uh, Zach, if you just want to back and forth. The, oh, the uh, sure, sure. He's starstruck, <laughs> I understand. I, understand. I, I know, I mean... Uh, you're, you're literally one of the largest guests that we've ever had. I mean, just, this is such an honor. We can't say it enough. Just thank, thank you, you so much for, for taking the time. Uh, excuse me. The reason I lost my place is normally when we have a, a guest of your caliber, typically Eric takes the lead on the interview. So uh, I was not prepared. My apologies. But yes, uh, so a lot of actors like to craft backstories for their characters to help them inform their performance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have your own backstory? And if so, what was it? Well, going back, uh, one of the things that I really like to do was reverse the roles. You know, I want to put myself really into the character. And I don't believe that uh, Lord Zed and Rita and everyone truly think what they are doing is evil. You know, they believe they have the moral high ground, so to speak. So I wanted to reverse the roles and I wanted to think, what if the Rangers were the true monsters? What if they were the ones, like a, a gang of goat-eating monsters that kidnapped goat children and ate them in front of their parents viciously and that's what they were out to do and it was up to me to stop this baby goat eating gang of monsters from doing that so that's really how i put myself 
into that role um, was to turn the rangers into a gang of baby goat-eating monsters. They must have really liked uh, goat cheese in your story as well. Well, that's really funny. We'll get into that a bit later, but that's actually um, what I do now. So uh, I do uh, make goat cheese myself, uh, you know. Uh, we won't get into the process, but yes, it is 100% robo-goat cheese. Bah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me. So, as a robotic goat, you're playing to goats and robots all over the planet. What would you say was your proudest moment working on the show? Probably the, the most influential to people who look up to goats uh, and robots. Uh, could you guys excuse me for a moment here? I'm going to take a drink of water, but I must tell you about it first because it's a bit noisy and difficult because I have these awful, awful goat lips, and I am drinking it out of a can, which we all know I find delicious. So hold on just one moment, please. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yes. You can cut that out. Um, to that question, actually, uh, find it hard to believe I'm not a robot at all. I actually just have a pacemaker. Um, it's just a simple, uh, pacemaker because my body is so big and you know how things are. Everyone generalizes things. So they turn me to a robot goat on set, but I am just a, you know, a simple genetic modified humanoid goat, uh, imbued with a demonic spirit that escaped from a lab and was classically trained in theater you know the old classic american tale oh really so so you're in the show you know big golden shield on the front that's actually the the pacemaker yes that is just um kind of like a shield for the pacemaker oh, uh, I see. yes i wear that all the time and they told me just to keep it just keep it wear it on or we won't have to put anything over it to cover it um we'll just say you're a robot and the idiotic children will believe it Oh, man. I, uh, children are really gullible, that's for sure. They are ignorant as hell, actually. I do not like children that much, which is really ironic that I was on a show for children. But I really sort of learned to tolerate that. <clears throat> excuse me. Tolerate the children. Yes. Was there anything that you learned about yourself after acting on Power Rangers? Sort of. I... I... I kind of learned to, excuse me, love myself on the show. I learned to take all the opportunities given to me and make and make the most out of them. I'm sorry, did, did you need a moment? No, this is tough, but, you know, being a humanoid goat that is genetically modified, imbued with the spirit of a demon, people aren't always kind um, with their eyes or the words, or the actions. And you don't always get a lot of opportunity. You get a lot of staring, name-calling. Um, so when I got this opportunity to do the Power Rangers, I wanted to seize it and make the most of it. So I've really learned to accept myself and love myself for who I am, which is a genetically modified goat imbued with the soul of a demon. Excuse me. That's really moving. And I think it's a, a great lesson because that's what Power Rangers in the end really teaches us to really have faith in ourselves and 
wow, it's just it's so powerful. I can I, I can really feel your your emotions there on that one. Thank you, thank you. Excuse me too. I'm I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to come onto your show to get all emotional. Um, I will say um, the one thing that I did learn was uh, how much I enjoyed the physicality of the show. I did mm. all my own stunts, and I learned that. Uh, one of my favorite parts was definitely throwing JDF off that cliff. I was all like, "See, see, see you later." <laughs> <laughs> so that was a uh, that was quite a fun fun moment for me. Uh, was throwing that uh, ponytail boy over the side of the cliff. Yes, I'm sensing a, a little bit of uh, maybe some animosity there. How, how was JDF on the set during your time on the show? Well, he was. Um, a petulant, annoying child. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but yes, that was what he was. And um, you know, hold on one moment. I have a one of my farm cats here is yelling at me. I'm just gonna have to put it back. Okay. Um, yes. So um, JDF, I suppose, was a, a bit of a diva. I know he was a little nervous. Um, that a walking, talking goat was on the show when Fred is stealing his spotlight. And I, I do, I do understand that quite a bit. Um, but one of the things I've been told from other fans is that I'm sort of like the JDF of villains. So oh. I'm just, I just really want to embrace that. And you can call me, uh, since, you know, acronyms and initials are very popular in the Power Ranger actor fandom. Um, I guess you could call me, um, RBG or something like that. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So just say RBG would be fine with me. Oh, that's uh, okay. RBG. That's, uh, definitely something that uh, is very uh, marketable on social media. Thank you. Thank you. So we wanted to ask did you, excuse me. Sorry. Apologies. Jack. No worries. It happens. Uh, did you lean on any previous monsters when uh, developing your role? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Goldar is quite a dear. He was very open with showing me the ropes. We became fast friends actually. And, um, as you know, uh, some of the same stories, the other actors on the show were telling that the show didn't really pay well. So, uh, Goldar, uh, myself, uh, Squat, and Babu, who were a couple at the time, we all got together and we got a house uh, in the hills, and it was kind of like our party house, very similar to the way ASJ and Walter Jones did, but we had a lot of really wild parties at the house. It was almost like um, a barn, really. It was more like a barn, and we lived in this barn, and we really just drank and partied all the time. So, so was the uh, door open a lot then? Oh, the barn door was always open, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Talking about a lot of tail, if you understand me. <laughs> Talking about having sex a lot. A lot of RoboGoat and Goldar and Squat on Bamboo sex in the barn, in the party barn. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know if I'm allowed to say sex, but... Yes, uh, Squat and Babu were a couple at the time, and That's there was quite fine. a lot of drama um, when they had a falling out. But it oh. was, uh, yeah, it was very, it was very ugly and nasty. But and that's just describing the sex in the barn. <laughs> that's <so> fun. <laughs> <laughs> there was armor and feathers and well, but they smelled like lotion, honey. 
That's interesting because we never really hear a lot about what happened to the other uh, monster actors uh, on the show. It was great that you could find kind of like your core team to hang out with on set. Yes, everyone kind of had their own cliques. Some of the stunt people hung out together with some of the actors and some of the actors hung out together. Um, Just in the way you would see Walter and austin together you would see goldie and me together oh very nice was there any pranks on set excuse me excuse me i'm so sorry um yes there were a lot of uh, pranks i would uh go back to my trailer and they would leave goats sheep and other things like that i would uh come back and they would turn some of my socks into lamb chop and even though I never found it terribly funny, I'm like, a lamb is not a goat, sweetheart. I don't know what you're doing, but a lot of pranks like that, yes. Very interesting. Were there any challenges or any resistance when you were filming because you were a goat humanoid genetically modified with the demonic uh, spirit, but also because you were perceived as a robot, even though you weren't? Well, of course, there were whispers on set. Um, everyone was terribly afraid, you know, the everyone was, well, there were some religious folk who were very understandably resistant to me being around. Um, at the time, I didn't have quite the control over the demonic spirit as I do now. It would come out and shake things up a bit but i understand people's prejudice against me at the time uh, it's not every day you see um something as big as i or as muscular or as toned with the acting chops that i have i'm seven feet tall and a talking goat um with an accent even though i was made in a lab there's no excuse for me to have an accent but i have one But yes, uh, so I understand some of that, um, but for the most part, uh, people were professional, um, people were kind, and uh, got to know me. And as soon as you get to know me, uh, I think the the ice just melts around your heart. Excuse me. I don't mean to get too personal, but is that why you have a pacemaker is because your heart is so big just for the love and support that you seem to have for your craft? Actually, it's because, well, I'm I'm a genetic freak, Eric. I don't understand. Uh, no, I don't have love in my heart for my... I'm joking. Actually, I don't know. It was a birth defect. I think it's a little rude, you would ask. I don't go asking you about your glasses, but sure, yeah, whatever you want to say. Uh, so we wanted to talk a little bit about the return of RoboGoat. Uh, after Mighty Morphin, you made a return to Power Rangers uh, with Turbo in space... Lost Galaxy, and Lightspeed Rescue, which are some of the greatest seasons of the original Saban era. But your appearance had changed. Uh, Some fans even thinking it was a completely different actor named Bobo Goat. Can you settle the debate for us? That's ignorant. Um, That was actually me. Uh, It's a little Hollywood magic. Um, You know, ratings were down, um, much like... um, for when the situation when they brought Austin St. John back, um, they asked me to come back um, and change my appearance up a bit um, to boost ratings. And like with any huge Hollywood production, sometimes you are asked to change your appearance. Excuse me. Oh, and it, it changed dramatically. If no one remembers that, you changed a completely different color. Your horns were seemingly removed. Yes, we actually donated the horns to um, 
locks of horns for goats. Um, it's like a sick goat sort of thing, and oh. it's very much similar to locks of love, but with goats, yes. Oh, yeah, but you also gained a lot more fur as well. Well, yes, they um, they asked me not to shave um, for the role. Uh, I usually do shave down, as uh, goats aren't naturally as muscular and smooth as I am. So uh, I uh, got the call, and they asked me if I wanted to make some changes to my appearance. And of course, like any other thespian, I was more than willing to do it for the opportunity. So I just stopped shaving, simply. Um, my lover at the time uh, thought it was very funny to have me around uh, with no horns and turned all black and fuzzy like that. But it was, it was quite an experience. Oh, wow. Did that enhance your performance as an actor, being able to have your appearance changed? And did that help with the performance in any way to make you feel a bit more free and really lend yourself into the role? Well, it's enhanced my performance (laughs) in many ways. Excuse me. Um, It's always good to be able to go deeper into the role. Yes, yes. Yes, the fur and... Changing my appearance really helped me go deeper into uh, Bobo Goat. Mm. So, like we mentioned with Power Rangers Turbo, you were on an episode called uh, Fire in Your Tank, where you appeared in uh, Diva Tox's uh, boot camp. What was it like working with that cast? Well, uh, that was a little bit different. There were so many people who had left at the time. Um, so I didn't know uh, very many people, but some of the same stunt coordinators and folks behind the scenes were still there. But it was still a fun experience. Um, it was just quite a different feeling, you know, uh, backstage. Um, things were just a little bit different, but it was, it was quite enjoyable, quite enjoyable. Yes. And something you didn't know, and this is for the fans... Um, uh, going backwards a little bit to the Zio era, you know, as I said, Heim was really just intrigued by my entire look and my backstory. So, um, originally, I was going to be cast as the Gold Ranger. Um, they were going to really? do... Yes, yes, they were going to do a, a spin-off um, with me as the Gold Ranger... Um, and it was, uh, it was supposed to be a big deal, but they ended up getting, Brad. excuse me, <clears throat> Brad, Brad Hawkins to do the voice. And then he mm. met, um, those triplets. And I guess being a humanoid mutated goat with a pacemaker imbued with a demon soul just isn't as interesting as three identical twins. So some plans were changed. And then as we all know, it changed again from the triplets, um, getting the spin off, but he kept them cast as the original gold ranger oh oh yes uh the, the one true gold ranger i see i see yes. you were even <laughs> in sorry no no it's it's quite all right you were even in what many power ranger fans consider is the greatest season finale of of any series you were in uh, countdown to destruction and uh your character was part of the machine empire's army one one moment, please. I must I must let my cat out of the room. Yes, baby. Baby. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go, baby. Yes. So sorry about that. No, it's quite all right. Yes. Um. You know. <laughs> I mean, a- animals. Am I right? 
What is that supposed to mean, Eric? Uh, nothing, nothing. Uh, uh, moving on, about uh, uh, Countdown to Destruction. Yes. You know, it was, um, it was quite an experience, and like I said before, it was a tad different than the previous ones, but it was a different feeling backstage. Everyone was uh, sort of emotional, and we knew what we were doing was a big deal. Now, of course, we thought the show was going to be cancelled, and uh, everyone would be moving on, and we had no idea that it would be seen as uh, as fondly by the fans as it turned out to be. Mm. But it was, a, it was a very proud moment for me, and even looking back at it, I'm very uh, happy to be a part of it. Very nice. And that, that moved on. Uh, uh, Power Rangers was not canceled. Uh, in fact, you got to star in, in the very next season in Lost Galaxy, uh, Heir to the Throne. And you were in the set, the location called the Onyx Tavern, which is kind of infamous in Power Rangers uh, fandom. So maybe talk a little bit about this tavern setting. Yes, actually, um, that was quite a dark time for Rob, old Rob here. Um, when we originally thought the show was going to be canceled, um, I'll be honest with you, uh, Eric, that uh, I went into a pretty dark phase. Um, mm. Let's say the demon that possesses my body wasn't the only demon I was struggling with. Um, I was drinking a lot. I was not taking care of myself the way I normally would. I gained some weight. Um, it was really, it was really bad. Uh, me and my partner split up. Um, it just wasn't a, a good time in my life. Um, and then to come to find out, um, the show wasn't canceled at all. It was a prank. Um, so really they someone had yes. the nerve to to prank wow and yeah and so um i you know spun out of control into alcoholism excuse me um and it was uh was pretty dark so uh coming back to the show for that um at first i, I was really resentful of, of some of the other people who who did that to me and let that happen um now mm. of course uh I have to take responsibility for my actions. Um, but I, I, when I came back, I was very tepid. Uh, I, especially we were coming back to um, do these bar scenes, and I thought it was maybe um, going to be difficult um, with my past. But it was one of those things we just got through it, and um, I became a better person for it. But yes, there was a, there was a brief stint back, um, and uh, it, was, it was good for me. Wow, that's a great story. I hate to be a cliche. It's a Hollywood cliche. You know, the beautiful, uh, talented actor goes and gets, you know, addicted to something, some sort of substance, and then pulls themselves out of it. But I'm just glad to have been able to live, truly live, through something like that. Bah. It's just, uh, you know, really inspiring because, you know, this, this you. was the mid-90s, and... You know, for a lot of actors, they, they couldn't have pulled themselves out of it. Exactly. I saw a lot of friends lose that battle, Eric. Uh, well, you overcame it. And in one of your last appearances in Power Rangers, 
uh, you actually got to tap into that demon side because you were in another uh, great finale in Power Rangers with Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescues the Fate of Lightspeed. You got to portray a, a more demonic uh, side of your character in the Shadow World. Yes, that was something that actually came quite natural to me, was allowing that a demon that possessed my body to kind of use that to method act, so to speak. So um, it was easy uh, to tap into that, and um, it was something that uh, was quite fun and a little different from what I had done previously, yes. Yeah, we, we actually uh, watched that episode fairly recently on, on this podcast, and I got to say the work was really well done because the Shadow World scenes were were very disturbing. Thank you very much. I do pride myself on being very disturbing. All right. Well, I know Zach and I are, are really excited about uh, H- Heroes of the Grid. Uh, Zach, what are you most excited for that kind of relates to all this? Uh, well, you know, of course, as as we all know, they have included uh, our good friend Mr. Robo Goat here as one of the... <coughs> Excuse me, it's Rob. Sorry, Rob. They've included Rob as uh, one of the uh, antagonists in the game that you will play against. And I think that it's wonderful to have that sort of representation in the game from uh, villains or villain characters like Rob. Yes, um, coming back to do that was quite exciting for me, Jack. Your name is... It's It's Zach. Oh, sorry, sorry, Zach, Zach, sorry, um... Yes, it was quite um, it was quite nice to come back to do that. They uh, gave me a call and uh, was telling me about the concept of the game. And, of course, I have been living off the grid, uh, no pun intended, for years. So I didn't know that Power Rangers was still around. Um, I didn't know much about tabletop gaming. Um, so it was a bit of an adjustment. But they wanted to know if they could come in to do some... Uh, scanning, uh, some high-tech things like that, um, in order to get my likeness down. So um, that was that was quite fun to, you know, suit up again, so to speak. It's very exciting. I know Zach and I have pre-ordered the game, and I, I have to be honest. Uh, one of the things that pushed me to go all into the game was seeing a figure of, of your likeness and to have your character from Power Rangers be in this game it's just really fantastic and the new artwork by uh, comic book artist dan mora it's just truly incredible and and to have another piece of uh, merchandise of your character is uh, just a true testament to how beloved your your character has been over the years excuse me um yes you know um when they reached out they were really looking for something to put the game over the top. They really wanted to do that. And they've been milking that JDF money for years. And they were like, well, what can we do um, in order to really, you know, pull out all the stops? So they contacted the old RGB uh, to really save the game. So, yes. We're very excited for it and truly a testament to all of the work that you did in the show. Thank you, Derek. Uh, it's it's Eric. Actually. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. So, since you are one of the most beloved Power Ranger monsters in 
the entire Ranger Nation. What a lot of fans don't know is what have you been up to since your time on Power Ranger? Well, um, after the show, I was on quite a high. Um, you know, being recognized for something so iconic um, was really uh, amazing experience. Running into fans, um, asking me to do that. Robogo voice. And uh, things of that sort. It was really fun for me. Um, and like I said, the, I really poured myself into those roles. But... Um, you know, uh, there for a little while after Power Rangers, um, the jobs didn't quite pour in the way I had wanted. Um, even though I was grateful for every return call um, for Power Rangers, um, you know, things just didn't quite go the way I wanted to. Um, but I got a few jobs at some petting zoos. Um, I got a few jobs uh, at some regular zoos. Um, and then uh, I got a few jobs as a waiter, uh, cab driver, um, and things of that sort. Um, and then that's when um, I went and started my own chain of acting schools. Mm. Uh, yes, so uh, I have acting schools uh, for other, uh, let's say, people or uh, creatures of my ilk uh, across the nation. So um, that was really important to me to take other genetically modified humanoid creatures and teach them how to be thespians and uh, really, you know, hone in their craft and get into the industry much like the way I did. Um, and then I, I started my own sock line, socks. Oh. Yeah, um, I was for charity. It was called uh, Lamb Chop Didn't Tap. Lamb Chop was a sock puppet, as you know, and the socks were yes. for tap dancers, and uh, it didn't work out too well. Uh, it was kind of hard to put that together, that Lamb Chop didn't tap, and the socks were for tap dancers, so it didn't really work out. It's a very long name, too. Yeah. There's some marketing that probably needed to be tweaked on that. Yes. Um, you know, sometimes you just have to fail. You know, I'm sure you both know that sometimes failure is really just uh, a door opening to success. So so I stopped doing that for a little bit. And then um, it wasn't until I kind of went back into the petting zoo game. And one of my friends came up to me and, and told me that organic farming was really big. And I wanted to know more about it. So um, I got um, into organic farming, and I now own my own uh, cheese company, and where I make my own goat cheese. You know, my own goat cheese. Ah, wow, that's uh, that's it's delicious. I'll send you some. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I'm I'm actually allergic, lactose intolerant. So, how about you, Zach? Would you like some of my uh, my goat cheese? Uh, that's, that's quite all right, Robogood. I, I, or sorry, Rob. I, I think that, uh, perhaps someone out there in our Ranger Nation, uh, audience. You know what? Send me some and we can do that as a giveaway for the book. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. a hot, hot giveaway. I believe the fans would be really, really hungry for my cheese. Yes. The fans right. are really going to want to put my cheese in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to get that on your show. Yes, yes, definitely uh, send us uh, some of the that probably delicious goat cheese. I'll have to definitely take your word for yes. it. Yes. Melts in your mouth. 
So ah, if you, that's quite all right. If you had a dream role in Hollywood or maybe Bollywood, what would it be? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I figured you'd like that one. Actually, you know, I consider myself a lucky goat. I've done many things in Hollywood. I don't believe that uh, I could aspire to too much more when it comes to what I've done. You know, I look back at my legacy and Power Rangers is, um, you know, a very proud uh, tinpole of my career. Um, If anything... I had to come back and do, um, I would love to, you know, when Pat, excuse me, Pat Sajak passes away, I would really like to take that over. Uh, I've always wanted to uh, go on Wheel of Fortune. I always think that job would be just fantastic. Great. I mean, have you always had a a game show aspirations? I tried out for Double Dare um, when I was younger and they wouldn't let me in the building. So that was a bit painful. I then tried out for Nickelodeon Guts. They let me get through tryouts. But, of course, with my superior athletic ability, it wasn't fair to the little children um, with their tiny, weak, weak, white little legs. Um, So I wasn't allowed to do that either. Um, And to be quite honest with you, um, for the longest time, I was illiterate, and uh, Wheel of Fortune is really how I learned to read. So I've always had a fascination with uh, Wheel of Fortune. So it's how I learned to read and spell Um, So it was quite nice. When I was in the laboratory, um, the scientists would put it on for us uh, in the cages. So I just really, uh, I've always just had a fondness for uh, Pat Sajak and what he's done for me. That's that's great. Have you ever got to meet Pat Sajak? Oh, absolutely not. Um, I just don't believe that, uh, you know, a humanoid goat can come up to Pat Sajak without him freaking out. So, uh, no, I've not had an opportunity. But I do send him uh, letters every week. Fantastic. I might have, uh, you know, sent a few nudes from here and there. (laughs) I'm kidding. That was a joke. A really mad joke. (laughs) Oh, Oh, dear, I do crack myself up. So we would really love to know, do you have any upcoming projects that we should be on the lookout for? Well, other than making my delicious cheeses that you can put on anything or even have as a whole entire meal, they're so hearty. Um, Since that uh, Power Wolfacon episode, a lot of folks have been seeking the old goat out. Um, Reached out to a few of the past villains and we've been talking a bit, you know, I've been talking to Goldar and, and Squat and uh, Babu and a few of the putties. Um, and we've been talking, and one of the things they tell me a lot is the fans want a reunion. Um, they want a reunion of some sort. Um, and uh, so we've, we've talked about getting together and uh, maybe doing, uh, you know, something like The Expendables uh, together, oh, wow. but with villains, uh, something like that. I think that's a really unique idea. I mean, you all would have your own strengths to to play into each other with in that idea. 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. There's there's so many possibilities, especially with, you know, my acting chops and uh, Godal's charisma and, you know, the tension that Squat and Babu uh, have had with their history. There's so much we could do with it. And there's something I think the fans have really always just wanted, you know. If that project takes off the ground, and I don't see why it wouldn't, I will order that DVD so fast. I will definitely order one. I believe everyone would want to order one. Um, but I, I believe something like that um, would be very, very complicated and could take, I don't know, years uh, to even get off the ground. We would probably have to do um, a few comics or something instead um, for a little bit. But uh, I do believe right. it's something we've talked about and exploring. And um, I hope lead to get things off the ground sometime soon. Uh, you should maybe see a Kickstarter or something, yes. Uh, fantastic. We'll, we'll definitely uh, be on the lookout for that one. So now that there is this renewed interest since Power Morphicon, uh, have you uh, started into the convention scene at all? Some of the other actors have reached out to the old GOAT and uh, asked if I wanted to do some of those things. And honestly, it's just not something I really have a desire to do. Um, you know, first off, I don't care for children. Even in my older age, it's something that um, still makes me incredibly uncomfortable. But, you know, if the opportunity was right, I believe it is something that I would explore, but... For right now, I, I just do not see um, any any opportunity for me to do something like that. Very much understood. I think uh, it's it's will probably be sad for some fans uh, wanting to meet you. Have have you encountered any fans like on the street or maybe at at different appearances in the past? Lots of furries are really drawn to mm. me. So that's a bit. You know, I don't judge anyone, uh, mm -hmm. but it's a little uncomfortable. So uh, I've had a lot of furries. I've had a few people think that I was a satanic statue. and They left offerings at my feet. Uh, I was also uncomfortable. Once someone called me a Hellboy cosplayer and a lot of scaring children. That's a bit racist. People are very rude. I totally agree with you, Eric. You know, I'm just a humanoid goat. Uh, with a pacemaker, with a spirit uh, haunting him of a demon. So, you know, to make generalizations such as that, um, you know, I, I do resent a bit. Um, but for the most part, uh, most interactions have been um, a little odd, but not terribly off-putting. Uh, Zach, was was there any other questions that, that you had for uh, 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 Rob here, the, the good old RGB? Uh, you know, I think we have really gone in-depth with RBG. Uh, I know the, the, our fans will certainly appreciate the interview uh, and, and appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to answer uh, some of the burning questions that we all have for you. And I'm sure that the fans would really love to know uh, what you have going on next and, and wh where they can find you online. Well, actually, um, I'm all 100% uh, new to this. I've had a few fans reach out and help me create a um, a Twitter 
Um, I believe it is uh, the at sign, the real Robo Goat on, I believe it's the Twitter, yes, um, where you'll be able to follow me and I will be talking about um, Power Rangers and my farm and my delicious mouth-watering cheeses made from myself. We get it. We get it. I'm definitely going to follow that account. Uh, again, for all of our listeners, that's at the real Robo Goat on Twitter. Correct. Correct. Yes. Excellent. Rob, thank you so much uh, for coming on to the show. It's been a real honor. It's been a good time, guys. Thank you for having me. Yes. Oh, it's been amazing. I just have a, a, a personal uh, request. Of course, of course. Would you be able to do the RoboGoat voice? Mm. Uh, well, since you have all been so uh, hospitable, I believe that I could uh, dust the old boy off for you real quick. So, <clears throat> I must um, must get into character. So, I am a robot. I have cogs in my heart. I am fueled by electricity. I love the devil. I hate the Power Rangers with all of my heart. I want to watch Zordon die in front of his family. I want to kill the Rangers. I want to destroy the Rangers, for I am the mighty Robo-Goat. Thank you, MC. Oh, that is a master class right there. Oh, Thank my you. God. I, this is... Excuse me. Thank you. Oh. Hold on one moment. I need to... Um, the water again. I'm just. Oh, sure, sure. Take your time. <laughs> I I have not done that voice, um, like that in a little while. So it was uh, it's quite fun. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, and you are more than welcome to uh, be on the show at any time. Let us know how things are going from time to time, and once again, it's uh truly been an honor to have you on the show today thank you again um derek and jack thank you <laughs> it's uh eric and zach but you're welcome i'm sure so ranger nation let us know what you think if you have questions you can email us at ranger command power hour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. we're on twitter at ranger command ph on facebook and instagram at ranger command power hour that is all one word and until next time april fools you've been listening to the ranger command power hour only on the four-eyed radio network you can catch a new episode every other saturday find us on the morphin grid at www.rangercommand.com follow us on twitter at ranger command ph like us on facebook and instagram at ranger command power hour Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. 
Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks for listening.